0: Hello, and welcome to the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. I am Sarah Noble, a certified shamanic energy medicine practitioner, somatic embodiment coach, Akashic record reader, spiritual mentor, and teacher of energy management and meditation. This podcast is born from my passion to help you reconnect with your heart and intuition. In each episode, you'll hear me channel guided spiritual information for a guest around a specific question or decision in their life. Afterwards, I break down the call so you can better understand how to connect with your own intuitive gifts, your spirit guides, and soul family. I will also give you practical exercises and tools that you can use to deepen your understanding of how to use this in your day-to-day life. Now, without further ado, let's get on to our caller. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. I missed you, I missed this podcast. And I'm so happy to be back here with you today. As you noticed, we took a little break. And part of that was I was on a journey, a journey of radical self-care that became my purpose for the summer. And when we're doing this work, this intuitive work, this big self-exploration and changing and shifting our lives in such big transformative ways, it's so important that we take care of ourselves, that we really honor our process, we honor our journey, we honor where we're at, and we really give ourselves the rest and rejuvenation that is required when we are choosing to really go within and be with ourselves. So I'm back, refreshed, rejuvenated, and so, so excited to bring today's episode to you. Our caller for our show today is Lindsay, and she is struggling with feeling her feelings, something that is common for so many of us. And this is showing up for her as dissatisfaction with her current circumstances and a desire to keep planning future trips that she can look forward to in an effort to feel more joyful. Plus, her stress level is rising and she is finding herself in burnout. So through this call, we get to explore the beautiful intuitive topics of how using distractions is a way to numb ourselves from our pain However, this is also disconnecting us from our intuition, that our intuition is deeply connected to our emotions. So the more we learn to have a relationship with our emotions, the more we can hear our intuitive guidance. And by learning how to internally validate ourselves, we allow our intuition to have a voice and be a bigger part of our lives. And that there are many ways to connect with our unseen guidance and to ask for help. Plus, I go over an exercise with Lindsay about how we can sit with our emotions and feel them in a safe and secure way. So thanks again for being here. And here is my call with Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi, Sarah. Lately, I've just
1: been kind of feeling um, like I'm having a harder time feeling really satisfied with my life and kind of what I'm thinking of as the in-between moments. Like I'm always planning for the future. It usually is I'm looking forward to some big trip and it feels like everything will just, I'll just feel so much better once I'm doing that thing or I'm in that place. Um, So when I'm in these in-between moments at home, Um, I can, I, I quickly just, it it feels harder to access like the feelings I want to be feeling. I want to be feeling more joy and more freedom in my life and, and just really feel like I'm living it, but it just feels like it's so much easier to get, I quickly get bogged down and stressed out and, and like end up at a level of burnout. Um, and so I'm just trying to get some insight on how I could try to bring more of the feelings I get that I look forward to. If I get out of my usual environment, how can I bring those? Home with me essentially in the everyday.
0: So, the sense I get from you is like I'm tuning into your heart, and I get this sense that I'm going through a tunnel. It's this idea that there's the part of your heart that you allow the world to see and you allow yourself to access, and then there's the part of your heart that you have hidden at the back of this tunnel. And it feels like it's connected to a younger version of you that didn't understand why certain things happened and why they made you feel the way that you did at that time. And it's this idea that you weren't given tools that were needed to help you navigate difficult emotions. Because when we're kids, you know, our basic need is to survive. We put procedures or ideas in place that help us navigate our day-to-day life so we can keep going. And this sense is that with what's happening in your life right now, you've got the front part of your heart that really gets activated when you do travel and you have something planned for the future and you you have something to look forward to and move towards and it, it feels very lovely and exciting and fun and and yet at the back of the tunnel there's the part of you that is still afraid to feel the other emotions just because you never really learned how to in a safe and healthy way how is that landing for you?
1: Uh, that is, that's definitely um, true. I, I think I have realized here and there that, like, especially in the past year, a couple years, that like I just I used to always think like being angry was like bad. That was a bad emotion, you know. I, and I was like, I never, I never get angry. Like I would almost boast, like I don't get mad at anyone. And then it's like only every now and then would, it, and then it would just like come bursting out because I, what I'm used to doing, and I think what I learned from my mom and, and from people in my family around me is like, we all kind of, I can look back now and realize that we kind of kept things surface level to an extent. And even if hard things were happening in the family, I didn't realize like how bad maybe it really was because we just kind of glossed over it or didn't like, I never really saw anyone else like crying or like really upset. And then, so I would just kind of like, so I think I've gotten used to just kind of pushing everything down and, and, numbing out and so like so that I don't I don't want to deal with feeling sad or angry (laughs) Um, but I've been feeling those bubbling up to the surface more and more recently and realizing like I need to get them out more consistently
0: yeah do you have a process that you're working with or tools that you have access to that's helping you with that
1: I haven't really figured out something like to totally stick with or, or I haven't gotten consistent with it yet but um Usually just like I'm trying to get back into meditation because I've definitely found um, like I just had a vacation last week. I had gotten myself so stressed out and all my emotions were pouring out. Like I went to a rage room and like beat up some dishes and electronics like I just needed to get it out. And it's like that actually really helped like physically getting it out. It was a yoga retreat I went on and it was a lot of just like calm and peace and meditation. And that really calmed down my so that felt more of like preventative. So definitely, I think it's some combination of like meditation and and other things to kind of help get ahead of it. But also when I am feeling it, figuring out like a physical way to let it out. We had learned process work um, where maybe I just kind of set a timer and I just cry for 10 minutes once a week or something, or I punch a pillow if I'm feeling angry and just getting it out. So it always, that always felt like too foreign and weird to me, but I'm realizing like, okay, maybe I need to actually just try it out.
0: Yeah. When we're not taught how to express emotions that aren't the sort of, quote unquote, acceptable ones, the happiness, the excitement, the fun, the joy, and all those other ones just sort of get skirted around like you were talking about. It's a learning thing, right? Like we know how to do it. We just haven't been taught. And so all those things that you were talking about, the punching the pillow and setting the time at a cry, those are really beautiful ways to access that part of yourself. And I want you to know like you are not alone in this journey. I had to learn how to feel my feelings. And it's hard. We're really not taught. (laughs) A lot of us like you're not the only one is what they want you to know. So many people are not taught. And yet, there is this um, sort of emerging idea that we need to feel our feelings we're starting to teach our children that we're as adults there are a lot more things available to us that are safe ways for us to learn how to feel those feelings you're showing me that you you get that inside and you are on the journey you you're starting to kind of put your toe in the water on what these things are so i honor you for that because it takes a lot of courage thank so. you
1: it can feel scary because it's also like I think another thing I had realized recently was um, like I lost my mom last year and unexpectedly. And so I'm still kind of dealing or figuring out how to deal with like the grief, the grief that comes along with that. And I've, I've felt it sometimes here and there, but sometimes I just I just I can kind of use the stress and like all the things I have to do to kind of help ignore that or like bypass it. So I'm not thinking about it too much. Um, And I think what I've, I've realized, um, working with some others as well, like trying to, I I think I'm like, I'm, there's a fear there. I'm scared to especially let the sadness out because it's like, possibly like, this is like this, like losing her is like the saddest thing that has ever happened to me. So like, I, I don't, it's also the unknown of like, what's going to happen if I fully get into that? Like, that's terrifying. Like, it's just, it's too much.
0: Yeah, I hear you. That's a big, big life event and a lot of a lot of grief in there. As you're talking about her and what happened, I have this sensation in my body of what your heart is is asking. Your sort of belief that as you go into that grief that it could be too much. And that to me feels like the idea of a downward spiral into the dark, into the darkness. Mm -hmm. And yet what your heart is showing me is the opposite. It's showing me an upward spiral that is growing in my chest. It's the idea of closing the tunnel that we were talking about at the beginning, that as you go into the grief, you allow that tunnel to come and close and be part of your heart. And then the sensation is this rising up and this real true ability to feel the excitement, the fun, the laughter without the duality without the idea that you are trying to escape from something and distract yourself from something. There's an ability for you, if you do choose to go in there, that it's going to bring you out higher than you can imagine.
1: That sounds like a nice outcome. (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's like the reconnection is the word that they're saying, like you can reconnect with a part of yourself. We're all whole and complete. We just forget. And so you part of you has forgotten that you're whole. And this grief has the opportunity and the possibility to remind you of that.
1: Yeah, I think even years ago, before any of this happened, um, I just, I also just felt like I was like. Having a hard time accessing joy and like really, really, truly feeling joy and happy, which just again was especially within everyday situations, it felt like I needed to be doing something bigger, new, and exciting in order to be able to access that. So that's interesting. That maybe even though this like horrible thing has happened and it might it's going to be hard to kind of walk through the rest of this, like ultimately it's going to give me like a gift at the end of it to get back to who I was like as a kid, like bringing like that that level of joy back before everything when everything was still like rainbows and butterflies
0: yeah and you know I just got the beautiful image your mama oh sorry it's so beautiful your mom is here and she's taking your hand and she's walking you up that tunnel so she's here with you
1: to do this work I know she's gonna help me out however she can yeah you okay yeah (laughs)
0: I'm crying too.
1: <laughs> we're getting it out. We're getting I'm getting it out now. <laughs> yeah.
0: She has so much love for you. I know. <laughs> so as you were talking about not being able to access that joy and feeling like you needed to do more and more to get to it, the idea that comes with that is like the energy of addiction whereby so much of addiction comes from unprocessed emotions and shame and guilt that we use something to push down inside ourselves because we're afraid to look at it. And the idea that in the beginning, maybe a couple glasses of wine work, but over the years, you, know, you, you're, you need a bottle. And then you're on the whiskey. And then it's it grows and grows because what's inside us that is suppressed is trying to get out so hard and it really wants us to be free. We need more and more to keep it in. And so this idea for you of that joy, that freedom is somewhat like your drug of choice that you need more of in order to, to suppress what's happening inside you. How does that resonate when I say that?
1: I guess I've never really thought about it that way at all. Um, So I I don't have any like physical addictions, but um, I guess I could see that like maybe, maybe I'm manifesting my own stress with all my to-do lists and like the way I'm thinking about it and all this stuff um, to kind of cover up being able to let the joy out or again, like, and then, yeah, the, I'm, I'm needing bigger trips, bigger life changes, bigger, more exciting things to happen in order to like be able to feel the joy.
0: Yeah. And then the in-between is harder because the stuff is really trying to come out and really wants you to look at it. And so life becomes more stressful, more overwhelming. There's more things going wrong and it's because something big is trying to transform us. I guess my big last question is like, how do I get it
1: out? <laughs> I think That's what I need to figure out, especially if I'm, I don't know. I don't, I still feel like I'm missing some piece of like, what am I supposed to do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you work with a therapist or a coach or what's your support system?
1: It it hasn't been consistent. Um, and after mom passed too, I was like, I, I didn't want to be coached or I, I didn't want any of that for at least a good six months. So it took about six months before I was open to being coached or in therapy again. Um, So right now I'm kind of in between, but I've been getting some coaching, um, but not necessarily around this specific topic. It's like I've been dancing around it, trying to figure out what what the actual issue is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's understandable. And sometimes when it's so raw, it's really hard to talk about it. You've needed to go through this process in order to be able to be in a place that you can talk about it and you can start to find the gifts in it.
1: Yeah. It definitely felt like just now or within the last month or two, it's felt like a better time to be able to start really talking about things more and and diving into it and figuring out it was just like too close um, before or -hmm. like too raw, as you said.
0: Yeah. In my experience, working with somebody that is really trained and has a lot of knowledge about releasing suppressed emotions. Uh, Somebody that is maybe trained in grief counseling or some sort of grief modalities could be really helpful for you because that is sort of the catalyst that is allowing you access to this deeper part of yourself. So somebody that has an understanding and a knowledge of how to help you access and tap into those places in a really safe and held way
1: like a good place to start for sure.
0: Yeah. Check those sort of resources and really feeling everything like you're doing with the crying, like putting on sad music and really just letting yourself cry, feeling your fear and sitting with your fear. There's this exercise that I do where emotions come up for me in the sense of like fear or grief or sadness. And I imagine them as silhouettes of myself sitting next to me and I hold their hand or I hug them and I just let them be there and ask them, do you have anything to tell me or what do you need right now? And we just kind of sit there together.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way of kind of looking at it as like just accepting them as parts of myself and allowing them to be there instead those of trying to squish them down somehow or get rid of them.
0: Yeah, those parts of yourself deserve your love too.
1: Yeah, I feel the truth
0: in that. Well, how can I support you from here? I think this, I don't know,
1: this, uh, this, I think I feel like I'm in a good place, um, I I knew I was kind of like struggling to figure out how everything connected and what exactly my issue was, but you you kind of got straight to it with actually pointing out that it's the figuring out how to handle emotions. I mean, that alone is helpful for me to kind of figure out how to refocus and and how to figure out how to start taking more steps forward and through. Like, again, I, I do want to come out the other side of that tunnel, so I would like to start making some moves towards that
0: yeah, and as you're saying that, your like your unseen support system wants you to know that they really are here supporting you. Like you are not alone going into this and that you can call on them however you connect, whether it's through prayer, mantra, meditation, whatever that looks like for you, bring that into your life. Really ask for support and their care for you. And it's there. they're they're wanting to give it to you. Yeah, I feel
1: like especially in the past few days, I've been seeing like exceptional amount of like angel numbers, like when you see 1111 or 111 or 444, (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I've been
1: seeing a lot of
0: those. (laughs) Yeah, well, I find, right, you are on this call with me. And so you took a step and you're being shown that when you take that step, that there's more there than you are aware of.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, this has been really helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Does this
0: feel like an okay place to land today? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. I want to say a big thank you to Lindsay today for giving us a call with such rich content for our intuitive journey. Some really big topics came through today in this reading. And I'd first like to start by talking a little bit about addiction. There's so many levels to addiction and I'm not necessarily referring to the level that includes alcoholism as a disease or mental illness, things in that realm. I'm more referring to addiction type tendencies that are around the idea of numbing and using substances and food and sex and overthinking and electronics all as ways to numb ourselves from our pain and as a way to escape from looking deeper inside ourselves and uncovering what is really going on underneath the surface if I take away all my distractions. For Lindsay, this addiction numbing technique was around finding bigger and better joy with the hope of escaping, looking at what was really going on underneath for her regarding her grief and this idea that she did not learn how to feel her feelings. We are so used to distracting ourselves, and we live in a society that supports distracting ourselves, that it has sort of become a way of life, and we don't even realize what we're doing takes a lot of courage to peel away the outside layers, get away from our phone, get away from our screens, get away from our wine after work every night, and really sit with ourselves and find out what is happening underneath there. What am I running from? What am I escaping? In regards to our intuition, it's important that we get underneath the static, that we get underneath the noise, because that is where the deeper connection to ourself lives. If we don't actually get in there, we never will truly connect to our intuition and hear what that deeper inner voice inside ourselves wants us to know. So the subject of numbing out and getting clear on what are we using to distract ourselves from our deeper wisdom is a very important part of our intuitive journey. I myself walked a path of addiction for many years And it wasn't until I chose a different way, until I started to look at what are these things that I'm using to numb my pain, my fear, the things I don't want to look at. And how can I find better coping skills? How can I find ways that support me and my journey rather than detract and take me further away from truly knowing myself? This all ties into this topic of feeling our feelings. Feeling our feelings is not something that most of us are taught. I had to learn what that was all about as well. You're not alone in this. It's a skill that we can learn. And yes, it is scary. And yes, it feels hard. And I can personally tell you that it is worth it. It is so, so worth it to go through the pain and come out the other side with all the gifts and all the wisdom that you bring along with you. It is not a journey that disappoints. Under all those suppressed feelings is where you will find and reconnect with your intuition. It's there just waiting for you. This idea that only the good feelings are okay to feel is very prevalent in our society. I have found too that it is not the full journey if we just stop the numbing, if we stop the drinking, if we stop the smoking, if we stop the overeating. That is wonderful. Yet the true freedom and the true gifts lie when we choose to move into what is underneath. In AA, they have a term called a dry drunk, which is somebody that is sober but hasn't done any personal work, hasn't actually looked below the surface to see why they were drinking in the first place. And this can lead to a lot of anger and frustration and still living a life that is not in alignment and full And definitely not connected to intuition from this place. So even though this journey can be a challenging one, it is one that will truly bring you back to your true self and your intuition. This call also gave us the opportunity to to look at our belief systems around how worthy we are and how deserving that we feel we are. This concept is a big part of our emotional journey and our intuitive journey and provides us with so many learning opportunities if we have the courage to dive in and really learn how to become internally validated rather than externally validated from this place we realize and remember how worthy and deserving we are of everything that we want in our life love belonging abundance relationships fun joy everything we desire is connected into how much we believe we deserve it. And from this place of deserving, it allows our heart to truly be full and to truly open up and be the portal to our internal world that it is supposed to be. And as we learn how to navigate our heart and live within its beautifulness, this is how our intuition begins to flow through us and connect to us. I talked to Lindsay a little bit about a practice I have of sitting with the hard feelings and imagining them as silhouettes of myself. And in this space, I'm able to comfort myself. I'm able to find out what is truly going on and truly begin the process of listening to my inner voice. Our intuition is not just. The part of us that is our higher self. Our intuition also lives in our emotions, in our feelings, in our sensations, in our body. All of the wisdom that is inside our body is part of our intuition. And the more we practice being able to hear those parts of ourselves, the more we are able to tap into that inner voice. Finally, I wanted to touch on the theme of asking our unseen guidance for help. We have a whole soul family that is here with us in this journey we call life and they are available for us to ask them for help. And so prayer, mantra, meditation, however that looks for you, maybe it's Skiing, maybe it's surfing, riding a bike. However, you are able to tap into that infinite divine energy that exists inside yourself. Use that space to ask for what it is that you need help with. Don't be afraid to cry, express emotion. Really be in that feeling, in that place that is so connected to your spirit family. Please know that they are there to help you. They want to help you and they can. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I'm so grateful for you wanting to show up and take a deep dive into this beautiful intuitive journey that we get to be on in this lifetime. If you are interested in getting a reading from me for the show, you can sign up at my website, themoderndayintuitive.com. Also, if you're an intuitive reader yourself and you want to know how I end and begin my sessions, check the show notes. There's a link there to download a video where I go over all my tips and tools. And do you want to know what your intuitive superpower is? Well, I've created a quiz. You can find that on my website and it will help you know if you're clear seeing, clear feeling, clear hearing, or clear knowing. Also, if you would like to meditate with me, you can find me on Insight Timer as a teacher. I've got a number of meditations there for you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and thanks so much for being here. Namaste. Thanks so much for tuning in today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love if you could please leave a five-star review as it helps the show to grow and assist me on my mission of having intuition be a part of everybody's life. For more information on reconnecting with your heart and intuition, head on over to my website, www.themoderndayintuitive.com, where you can listen to free meditations, Sign up to be a guest on the podcast, learn how you can work with me in person, find links to my social media platforms, and much more. And a big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place by having the courage to look inward to develop your intuition.